from New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin, is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we're going to talk about control today as part of our series this year about living better and living happier and living more at peace. Linda, control is such a big deal in my life. You know, I've had to really work hard uh, to put control in its place where it should be. Well, I think control is a big part of, of everybody's life, whether or not they admit it or not. And it's, it's really a joy-sucking thing that we do to ourselves. And if we can learn how to control, that, control the control, I think we're all going to be a lot happier. What happened? Me neither. Linda, can you hear me? Now I can. Oh, there we go. Okay. Well, um, we're here today talking about control. And control is such a big deal um, for me. I had to really wrestle with it. It was like a giant lion in my life. Well, I think it is a giant lion in everybody's life, Sandra. Whether people admit it or not, um, it's there. And we do things um, to keep it in control that... We, to keep the control in control, and it all, all it does is suck happiness from our lives because we're trying so hard to keep everything the way it should be that we don't have time to appreciate what's going on. Well, and, you know, are we born controlling, do you think? Like, I know I was always, a, a you know, a headstrong, challenging kid, um, but I think, you know, at different times in my life, I've gotten more or less controlling, well, I, I think control is fear-based. I've always said that. I've always felt that, and I haven't changed my opinion on that. So I think the more fear we have about things, whatever those things are, the more controlling we're going to be. And I don't think we come into this world being fearful, but um, life kind of makes us that way. So when when you look at controlling behaviors, like what I look at in my life, when my life felt out of control, like after my divorce or during, you know, my mom's cancer and ultimate death, um, I started to control things more than I did when I was feeling not out of control, like like the out of controlness in my life manifested in me trying to control others, controlling everything I could. Um, to give me some semblance of control. And, you know, I think at the, the base of it was fear, you know, fear that, that, you know, of what's happening, fear of change, fear of what's coming next. Um, but it, 
you know, I think some people can just sit still when they're afraid or sit still or withdraw. And then there's others of us that feel like we need to go out and control outcomes, control others, because there's a lot of things you can control in the world um, or think you can, because it's an illusion. Yes, of course, it's an illusion. But again, the more fear you have, the more controlling you're going to be, because the fear is if if I give up the control, all hell's going to break loose. And how am I going to survive that? And I think that's the bottom line of it all. So we do our very best to keep things the way we think we believe they should be in order, in order for us to feel comfortable. I mean, I think that that word comfortable um, is important. Because the, uh, you know, the opposite is uncomfortable and giving up control, we believe, is going to make us uncomfortable, um, which actually, you know, um, takes the fear to to a higher level. See, and I, I, it's funny because when I start to become controlling, when I feel myself become controlling, it's because of this external out of control I feel. And, you know, even if I can control my pantry or my cabinet or the laundry, you know, like everything's got to be a certain way. And when everything's a certain way, when I'm really stressed out or feeling, you know, overwhelmed, just a clean office or everything the way that I like it can help me bring that level of control down. And then I think that fear energy is also what fuels the behavior because when you're frightened, you have all this energy and you need something to do with it. And, you know, I think we can control others. We can control out from, we can control our environment, but having things in my perceived order helps me bring my freak down. Well, it does me too. You know, I'm going to be starting a renovation of part of my apartment in a couple of weeks, so I'm anticipating all the upheaval. And so what am I doing? I'm taking the, the – <laughs> I'm going around making sure that everything outside of that area that I'm going to be um, – renovating is like perfect i know it's going to end up being full of dust and and things are going to get moved and it's going to be chaos and yet i'm going around because that i'm like you that kind of soothes the it's i don't know the the anxiety of what's to come (laughs) and you You know know, what you're experiencing like you know my tendency to control comes, you know, when there's so much external outside and, you know, and it's funny, the things I try to control, um, you know, I've, I've given up trying to control my kids, you know, that's like controlling a cat in a bathtub. Um, you know, it's very hard to control kids. And I think that's why kids drive control freaks so nuts because they don't pick up on any of the cues. They don't pick up on any of these things that, that most most people in like a work environment, you know, they understand the the boss can be controlling, but kids, good luck with that. No, and dogs I, too. And dogs too. Yes, and then and then when they when they do something that you have told them not to do or disagree with you, then you you feel you know you feel angry. How dare they? <laughs> how dare they have their own opinion? Or how how dare the dog do something that I've told them not or her not to do? But it's it, it's it's. It's so bananas what we what we do to ourselves, and um, we're going to try today to figure figure it out. You know, where does it come from? Why is it there? How can we alleviate it? And how do we get rid of it? And and show examples of how our lives can be so much better when we give up that control. Because you said you can't control your kids. Well, you, you know, bottom line, you can't control anybody. 
if you, I mean, wives, if they're still trying to control their husbands, um, good luck, because you can't do it. You know, what was the thing when people would get married, they would say, oh, um, I'll be able to change that person. You know, he's the way he is now, but living with me and, and under my TLC, you know, I'm going to change him and make him the man that I want to be. That never happens. <laughs> that never happens. You know, that's, you know, that's control at its nth degree because, no, we cannot change anybody else. The only person that we have the ability to change is ourselves. And before we change ourselves, first of all, we have to see what the heck we're doing in order to change it. Absolutely, absolutely. Before we get knee deep in this topic, Linda, I want to tell you about our sponsor for today. Uh, we are welcoming FabFitFun back to the show, and FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. You open this box up each season. It has brands in there like Michael Starrs, Trina Turk, Moroccan Oil, Dr. Brandt, Juice Beauty, Zoya, Beaker, Chris Nations, like so many good things. And there's a lot of celebrity fans of these products, including our own Linda Franklin, uh, Martina McBride, Ashley Tisdale, <laughs> Bethany Frankel, Kyle Richards, and so many more. Now, each box retails for $49.99, but it always has a value of over 200 bucks. The fall box will be released in September, and they sell out fast, so you don't want to miss out. And if if you go to fabfitfun.com and use the code powered up, you'll save $10 off your first box, making the first box only $39.99. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use the code powered up. Now, the FabFitFun box with its value of over $200, is the perfect way to treat yourself or give as a gift to get some of the most amazing products of the season. And when you become a member, you can get your first box for $39.99 when you use the code POWEREDUP at FabFitFun.com, and you get a box of full-size products four times a year. So that's the FabFitFun with the code POWEREDUP, and they make a great gift, don't they, Linda? <laughs> they do, Sandra. They make a great gift because I was gifted with one for my birthday early in September, and it came as a complete surprise. It was this beautiful box, and I didn't know what the heck it was, because I, I mean, I, I order so much stuff, I, sometimes I lose track, but what a great surprise, because I opened it up, and I pulled out all of these great things, you know, the great lip pencil, and the gym bag, and, and the and the um, the warm, you know, the, the shawly scarf type thing, and, um, and even the hair rinse, which I absolutely use today, because I didn't want to wash my hair with, with shampoo, because it takes out the color, and this rinsy thing you just put it on it's kind of vinegar based and you put it on your head and your hair gets clean but it doesn't it doesn't compromise the color so you know it's it was it was terrific um and i'm going to send it out you know as christmas gifts because it's so easy it's you know and and i know every woman is going to just love it and i don't know what the christmas box is going to be about but i'm sure it's going to be as fabulous as the as the fall box so i'm a fan you made me a fan and i i i appreciate it I did. And I got to tell you, Linda, you know, choosing a gift for you is so much fun. But, you know, I gave a lot of thought into it. And the um, FabFitFun box was really living up to its name. It is fabulous. It does have fitness stuff in there. And it is super fun. Now, we're talking today about control and, you know, what control looks like, what control feels like, because I don't know if I know when I'm in my control stages, 
I don't even realize it until after the fact, but I'm getting better at recognizing when I start to feel controlling. And, you know, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about, you know, healthy, safe, you know, healthy self-control, fear-based control, all these different ways control can help and hurt our lives, help and hurt our relationships and our friendships. And, and to talk about what it looks like, takes like, sounds like, because when I see someone else being controlling, sometimes I'll step back and go, ooh, that, I've done that, or ooh, I can see myself doing that. So we'll be back after the break with more from Powered Up Talk Radio, and check up our Powered Up community on Facebook. That's a Powered Up community. We'll be back after the break. More Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. To lose weight, we know that each day we need to burn more calories than we take in through eating. And exercise burns more calories. According to Discovery Health, a 150-pound person will burn about 60 calories while taking a one-hour nap. One hour of sitting and watching television burns about the same. But if that 150-pound person takes a one-hour brisk walk, then say goodbye to more than 250 calories. Cardio exercise like running, biking, swimming, and brisk walking are the best modes of exercise to burn the highest amount of calories and will get the endorphins flowing in your body. Those feel-good neurotransmitters boost your mood naturally. So use exercise to burn calories, lose weight, and to feel good. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Jirasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we are talking about control, you know, good control, bad control, control freak, control issues, um, 
you know, at different times in our lives, I think we all become more or less controlling. And some people are sneaky controllers, you know, the passive aggressive controllers. Some people are very overt with their controlling behavior. But what is it, Linda, in us that makes us think we can control other people, like control what they think, control what they do? You know, I think about, um, you know, the election and how everything's in an uproar now because the Russians claim to have bought all these ads on Twitter and Facebook to influence behavior. And I know that there's an influence, but there's a difference between influencing and controlling. Like when you control people or you control an outcome or you think you can control what people think it's always with pressure applied it's always negative it's always like ugly and I know when I've controlled other people not in a way of you know for the greater good like when I was a lifeguard I used to have to control crowds or I would have to control things in an emergency that's very different but in the office situation, you know, I could get pretty controlling. And that when I look back at those behaviors, I cringe. And I think we all can go there. We have a great sponsor today on Powered Up Talk Radio, Organifi. And you can go to Organifi.com to get 20% off your order with code POWEREDUP. Organifi is an organic superfood company that I love and use daily. From their plant-based vitamin-packed protein powder to their green juice, red juice, I get what I need every day without the mess of a juicer, the time it takes to shop, chop, and clean the fruits and veggies, and most importantly, I have the confidence that I know what is going into my body and I'm getting what I need. See, I'm a soul-supporting single mom who cares for my 84-year-old dad and my two teen and preteen sons. I'm busy. See, I don't need to thrive. I have to thrive. Because on top of that, I own and run my own business that supports us. Talk about stress. I need these powerful nutrients, antioxidants, and immune-boosting herbs, along with my protein, vitamins, and minerals to knock it out of the park every day, each day. Because if I go down, we all go down. And that's not happening on my watch. And taste, gee, with all the goodness for my body, I don't really care. But I was really surprised to find out how good this stuff is. What a bonus. Try it for yourself and see how you feel. That's Organifi.com to get 20% off your order with code POWEREDUP. Organifi.com, code POWEREDUP. I think people think if you're in control, it makes your life less complicated. But it's really the opposite of that. Because when you're that controlling, even, I mean, of yourself. I mean, first of all, we have to learn how to um, recognize when we're being controlling because, yeah, we say we don't want to be controlling to other people, but we, we have to recognize that we're very controlling to ourselves and how negative it is and what's the impact on your life when you are. When you're trying to, you know, over overcalculate absolutely everything you do, it's 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 tiring and you get very anxious and you get angry and it's all of those negative emotions that come from the controlling that you think is going to make your life happier i mean it's it's just so so ludicrous when you really pull it apart and think about it i know some you know i like to leave you know, if we're going away for the weekend, I like to leave at a certain time. If we don't leave at a certain time, then I start to get all, you know, 
I don't know, uneasy. That's a good word, uneasy, because we're going to be late or we're going to hit traffic or we're going to do this or we're going to do that, and all these things are going on in my head, and it just it makes the whole trip a bad trip because we didn't leave exactly when I thought we should leave. Now, how stupid is that? Well, you know, it's a catch-22 because I think, you know, and this is where controlling versus control versus being in control gets muddied in my book. Like, yes, you are controlling when you leave. I have to control when we leave in the morning because I got to get to you know get the kids to school on time and you know it's not the end of the world if they're late. However, when you're trying to teach your kids to be responsible in the world, you know getting up late consistently and being late to school is not an option. So I tend to be over controlling in the morning, which is like get your shoes, get your backpack, put your backpack by the door, blah blah blah, get your soccer ball, blah blah blah, you know, you know, barking out orders like a drill sergeant, and they're like, I know, I know, I know, mom. But on the days I don't do that, we run late. And then I find myself speeding, we're trying to get into the queue to drop the kids off. Like there is an element of that, Linda, that's like, you know what? There is an increased chance you will get stuck in traffic. There is an increased chance you will be the back of the line. And by the time you get to the front of the carpool lane, the kids, you know, get out and the bell is already rung and they have to go get a late pass. Like, it's that fine line between you can't control the outcome, of course. But if I leave 15 minutes to, earlier to take the kids from school, I can almost guarantee they'll get there on time. Versus okay. if we're running that, around at the last minute. Not, I don't know. I don't even think that is, you know, the controlling that we're talking about. Because that's, you know, that, that's your schedule. And um, you know that works. You know, so well, it, it, I could it, say the same to you. You know, when you leave for Connecticut, you know what works. You know, if you leave past a certain time, there's a higher likelihood you'll get stuck in traffic. Yeah, but why? So, but so even if we do, and even if the kids are late for school, and even if we get you know stuck in traffic, and you know more than than we need to do, what we allow that to really upset us more than it should. Yeah. That, you know, I think that's it, because a lot of people, they're more loosey-goosey, and they don't let these little annoyances, and, and that's what these are. They're, they're not major things. They're annoyances. Get to them, but I do, and it sounds like you do, too. So then we have to look at how come we're letting a little thing, you know, upset our day. So it's more about the internal reaction to not being in control than it is the need to control other people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because if we don't look, look what we're doing, we, we put ourselves through the, you know, the, the ringer of, of, you know, they'll be late or we'll hit traffic or whatever, or whatever that case may be, where some people just say, okay, we're just living in the moment. And so if they're late, they'll be late, but you know, tomorrow we'll do better. <laughs> I, you know, I would like to be like that. I'm working toward that <laughs> so that everything isn't such a major, you know, gadilla with me. I just, I'm, I'm trying to give up that, that feeling um, of everything has got to be exactly the way it needs to be for me to be okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I mean, it's like, it's kind of that catch 22 where you, you don't want the domino effect of your day, like everything, like, you know, like when I have, when I'm late for work and then I'm late for my first meeting and that just sets off that domino effect all day long. Um, and then I find myself rushing home at night to try to throw dinner together. And, and, you know, I didn't make it to the grocery store that I had planned, you know, there is a domino effect and, I do beat myself up a lot about that. And that's where we're controlling the outcome. You know, we, we understand controlling people and trying to control each other, try to get people to do a certain thing. But controlling outcomes is is really something I struggle with because, you know, starting in the morning and you're already late or starting in the morning behind you know, that almost never gets better. And, you know, I know I should just go with the flow. Um, but it's really hard for me with some of these outcomes not to control those outcomes and try to manipulate things. And again, that's where I get, you know, I kind of get all mixed up inside, because there's, you know, incentivizing people, there's inspiring people and then there's manipulating and controlling they're kind of like negative positive aspects of the same behavior we're encouraging someone to do something or encouraging a certain outcome um but where does that leave us in the mix yeah well again i it all comes back to this this fear that's inside of us that if it doesn't go that way or if that person doesn't do this uh, what's going to happen. And remember, the definition of fear is false evidence appearing real. Because we've talked about this before. We have no idea what's going on in somebody else's head or what they're thinking, and nor should we, because it's impossible. We can only do that for ourselves. So getting rid of any kind of negative emotion that lives in us is a very, very good thing, because the more of that we can get rid of, the more happiness we're going to find in our life. And, and you know, control is, is just one example of what that fear does. It's a very negative emotion. Anger, fear, jealousy, all of it. I mean, it puts us at a very low ebb, and it, and it, and it does detract from our, our life on a daily basis. And so that's what we're trying to eliminate and, and find out why we do the things we do and how to, to, to make them better. And especially now, because every day, we've talked about it on the show, every day you turn on the news and there's some new disaster. Today, another earthquake, another hurricane, uh, another, you know, Trump at the United Nations um, threatening to blow North Korea off the face of the map. I mean, all of these things, and that it's it's there, it's there. And if if we weren't fearful enough of our own little circle of of things that are in our world, then we then we spread out to you know the the larger world, the globe. What what's what's going on? We just have to watch ourselves, look at ourselves, say to ourselves, we're not going to buy into all of this because life is beautiful and um, I'm not going to take away the joy that I know I can have if I just control. <laughs> I keep saying control. That's a bad word. To, if I just can get rid of a lot of the fears that I'm experiencing, life is going to be so much better for me and the people around me. I don't know if you agree, but that's the way I feel. 
Well, I, you know, I, I still struggle with where control fits in like the paradigm of success and the kind of the, you know, concept of efficiency. And, you know, I think it's really more about me internally than it really is anything other behaviors. Cause I do, you know, it's funny, Linda. Um, oh, we got to go to commercial break. Um, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and we're talking today on Powered Up Talk Radio. And we'd like to invite you to join our Facebook community for you to share your thoughts and, and um, you know, what you experience as um, a result of today's show and shows like it. We have great conversations on on fear, on control. We have conversations on transitions, all sorts of great things on our Facebook community page. And it is Powered Up Community. And uh, you can join it and join the conversation well after the show. We'll be back after the break. Lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. Every if you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can with Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Mondays at noon central, Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. LinkedIn, it's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media-driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady with the LinkedIn Lady Show, Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on allbusinessradionetwork.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is designed to inform, inspire, and educate businesses. Every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose. And the LinkedIn Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady Show with Carol McManus on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. Lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. 
we're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, we're here at Powered Up Talk Radio, and that uh, community on Facebook is facebook.com slash poweredupcommunity. Uh, you can find us on Facebook also in the search bar. Just type in Powered Up Community. We are a community of like-minded people who talk about issues that affect our day-to-day because we are trying to create a life that is more productive, more peaceful, more powerful, and this is one of the ways we do it. We take a concept, we tear it apart, chew on it, and put it back into uh, some techniques and things that we can do to make our lives better. And one of the things is becoming mindful or aware of our own controlling behaviors. And these controlling behaviors can be internal or external. And we talked about, um, you know, controlling other people and trying to control outcomes. You know, part of um, part of being an employee at a company or owning a company is, is really truly trying to control an outcome. But how you react to controlling that outcome is the issue. You know, Linda and I have worked on a lot of projects together for Shining Service Worldwide and collaborated on this radio show. And controlling the outcome, Linda, is such a fantasy. And it's taken me years to be able to put put these projects together and put them in motion and push them forward without being tied to a specific outcome. that That's a real challenge for me. Yes, I think that's a challenge for most people. But um, now that you have sort of seen the other side of that, by putting it into motion, doing the work that you need to do, and then just having it out there without you manipulating it, you see the results are so much different than when you, when you have to control it, you know, 24-7. Yeah, yeah, I know, but oh, well, it's part you of know, letting go. Again, where does when do you let go? When do you become hands off? Because there is healthy control in leadership. There is healthy control in management, and I think that line sometimes gets really blurry. I think that when when you're doing something and it doesn't feel good, you know that you're not on the right road and that you have to take a step back and take a look at what you're doing because we talk about this too at the pushing forward pushing forward it got to get done i know it's got to get done we have this deadline we have got to get done i got to do this i got to do that and you meanwhile you are stressed you're unhappy you're 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 not feeling well and and those are all indications that whatever you're doing at that time is not what you need to be doing. So you have to pay attention. And sometimes I know you, you're, work, you're, you're working so hard and you're such in a whirlwind that you're not paying attention to the, to the signs. So you get confused. The signs are always there. When it feels good, keep going. When, it's, when it stops feeling good, you stop. Sometimes I never get out of bed then. <laughs> I mean, you mean truly, but you're right. I mean, the signs are there um, and, and slowing down enough. I think, you know, our society as a whole goes so fast, but um, you know, you've got to learn about yourself too. I think that's, that's, you know, knowing where your control limits are, knowing where your control boundaries are, 
you know, those are those are challenges and they take time. It's like you're, you don't just sit down one day and go, you know what, Linda, I'm going to review my control issues and then like write them down on a piece of paper and then you're done. It doesn't work that way. No, of course not. You, you, you know, they're, they're habits. I mean, you've been doing them most of your life. You can't stop them in one day, but you certainly can come, become aware of them and you can see how your body reacts. That's, a, that's the best way. Of, of figuring things out, whether it's working or not. And I'm telling you, when your body is, is tired or it's stressful or you're feeling nauseous or you've got a stomach ache or you've got a headache, it's time to say, okay, maybe I need to slow down. Maybe I've got to stop and rethink this because whatever I'm doing, I know the outcome isn't going to be what I want because it's, it's no fun getting there. No, and I like that. I like that, that you've got to stop and rethink this. Um, that's one of the things that the morning pages are helping me do a lot because I, I do go 100 miles an hour all day long. And most of the time, by the time I go to bed, I'm ready to fall asleep within, you know, 10 seconds. And I'm up and out like a cannon in the morning with the kids. But what I've been doing lately, Linda, is these morning pages. And they're only, a, you know, I only write one page. But I sit down before my day starts. And sometimes I have to get up really early before my day starts. That could mean 4.30 in the morning. But those 15 or 20 minutes of peace with myself and a cup of tea and my, my morning pages, which is just a piece of paper that I write things down on so that I can figure out things that I can't figure out while I'm going through my day because there's just too many demands, too many um too many things pushing and pulling on me for me to slow down and be able to focus. But early in the morning, I can focus. And when I do that, I find my day goes so much better. I don't feel the need to control as much. And I can think about my day prior and go, okay, well, what did I do that worked? And what did I do that didn't work? Okay. And, you know, that's 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 the best I can do right now. Like okay. That, but that's the slow down moment for me. I don't want people to confuse your morning, your morning page with a to-do list because it's completely different. No, right. It is absolutely completely different. What it is, it's a, it's kind of like a little conversation I have with myself and I sit down and I say, okay, Sam, you know, what, what did we do? You know, that was good. What's on your mind? What did we, what did we struggle with yesterday? And it's not about, you know, did I get the kids to soccer on time? It's like, well, you know, I gave too much at the soccer game that afternoon. I stayed and volunteered too long and it got, it got me in trouble with the rest of the day. So I've got to make sure that next time I have a stronger boundary and I, and I say like, when I have to go, I have to go. And, you know, I'm a big pushover a lot of times when I'm already there volunteering and somebody says to me, Oh, you know, can you just stay a few more minutes? Well, in that case, a few more minutes lasted like an hour and a half. Well, that's, and well, that's you. That was and, all on me. And so, I, was I mean, your morning pages, and for people, you can make your morning morning pages in two columns. What, what are you, if you're going reflecting on yesterday so that today can be as good or better, what worked, what didn't work? Make it simple. What worked, this is what I did yesterday, Boy, that felt good. That worked. I got the result I wanted. 
hmm, what didn't work? Yeah, I said I was going to stay there for another five minutes, and I stayed an hour and a half, and that didn't work. So what in me made me think that I had to stay? What, you know, i got to work on that. Right, right, I right, and I and I identified, and it's like I feel guilty because I'm not doing as much as I used to do, and it was it was all about me. And you know what? If I had walked away, somebody else would have filled that spot. It's not like the world falls apart, you know. Um, when we say no, and that's a lot about you know controlling and, and self control is about as much about saying no as it is to saying yes, and. Being able to identify that I don't have to feel guilty that I'm not, you know, doing 25 hours a month. I'm only doing two a month. You know, we all get that same 24 hours yes. in the day. And this is the conversations that I have in my head as I work on these pages. Yes. And in a perfect world, they would have happened on or before that volunteer, um, you yes. know, experience happened. But let's, let's but go what, deeper. Let's go deeper. When you were... When you said, I will stay the extra time, how were your, what was your body feeling? How were you feeling when you were there for what was supposed to be 10 minutes at turning into an hour and a half? Were you stressed? Were you upset? Were you mad at yourself for doing it? All of the above. I was All of the above. Stiff. So that was the indication. My jaw was clenched. You know, you name it. I, you know, I was, my whole body was resisting. Yes. So you didn't pay attention to it. And that's no, when we get into trouble. We have to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it's not about them. It's about, you know, I'm doing this. So, you know, big frigging deal. But look at look what I'm putting myself through. I'm, I was, you know, I, I stressed out my body beyond belief. So I'm not going right. to do that anymore. But recognizing it, you know, stopping for a second and just at the time that it's happening and saying, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. I can't do this to myself anymore because this is this is hurting me. Right. That you know, if just recognizing that at the time and then reflecting on it on your morning pages the next morning, you're not going to do that anymore. No, no, because I I made a promise to myself. You know, I, I acknowledged. You know, I acknowledged what went on. It's like you felt guilty because of this, and that's silly. And, you know, and it's like these morning pages don't take a long time. You know, they only take 10, 15 minutes. Um, but you kind of do a review of what you what didn't work for you. You know, I don't really sit there and, and you know, pat myself on the back that what did work for me. I look at what didn't work for me, and then I make a plan, like a proactive plan to be you know there in the future like if I'm going to stay for 10 minutes I'm going to set my alarm on my phone it'll go off and then I'm going to say you know what guys I have to go right um, and that's good know, control that I have a system and that's good control that's not negative control that's good control because you're you're, you're doing something that's going to make you feel better that's good control it's it, so I think we have to define you know that that might be but that's that's self-control. Right. That was self-control, you know, and, and, you know, these, these behaviors that control us, like if I had just gone down that guilt train, I would have let the feelings of guilt control me. And, and that's where I, you know, I started examining like internal self-control and then controlling others. Like I could have been mad at everybody around me and tried to control everybody so I could leave. You know, there are a lot of different things but I could do, but, you're but saying having a plan um, but you're you know, staying with fear based. What what's going to happen? You know, they're they're not going to like me, or they're going to do that if I leave now. 
that was yeah, fear-based. Yeah, they're going to be mad at me. Yeah, they're going to be mad at me. We'll be back after the break with more uh, on control issues, internal and external self-control. Is it healthy? How do we create healthy behaviors? More after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Did you know that besides home and work, Americans spend more time at the mall than anywhere else? There are 50,000 shopping malls in the United States alone. The Mall of America, located between Minneapolis and St. Paul, is the largest in the world with more than 500 stores. What's a word for a person who is a compulsive shopper? An oniomaniac. Studies have shown that women will buy more if they hear their heels clicking on the floor. So designers often use hard flooring in hallways. Of course, the stores want customers to spend all their coopity coop. That's another word for money. Well, I gotta run. There's only one more shopping day until tomorrow. My husband said if I don't quit shopping so much, he would leave me. Lord, I'm gonna miss that man. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And we're going to talk about this segment, what we can do to stop our controlling behaviors, whether they're internal and they control us or they're external and we try to control others or try to control the outcome. And Linda, one of the best pieces of advice you've ever given me was to step back whenever I'm in a situation that's either uncomfortable, it's frightening, it's angering, you know, any sort of negative weirdness I feel, I take a step back and look at it like a movie scene. Like I pull myself out of it, like I'm watching it on TV and I kind of assess the scene. I look at the people, I I try not to get involved in the emotion, but taking a step back and looking at like a movie scene, I then can see my role in it. And even if I should be in the middle of it at all. 
No, well, that's that's it. Um, so that taking a step back and just watching what you're doing is very very helpful, and also identifying the fear that's driving you to that behavior. I think that that you know that that's the crux of it too. Is in order to stop the the controlling behavior that you do not like, then you have to go deep and figure out the fear that's that's driving you to that control because without that um you're not going to do it it it's it's an it's an inside job it has nothing to it's not in your head you have to really go deep inside and saying okay why am i doing why do i feel that i have to be in control of everything what is that fear that drives me so yeah standing back and then going down and which is a scary thing to find out what is that fear that drives me to want to control everything. What? Why do I feel if I don't control everything, the whole world is going to go to hell in a handbasket, and you know I'm going to suffer? What is that? Where did that come from? Right, the crazy thinking. Because like step one is take a step back. Step two, figure out the emotion that's driving the behavior. If it's fear or shame or anger, whatever it is. Then step three, you got to identify that crazy thinking because the likelihood of these people getting and staying mad at me, they're all my friends. They've all known me for 10 years. You know, they're not, the world's not going to fall apart because I leave. No, absolutely not. Especially when it's not even my event. You know, that's how crazy that thinking was. Right. And you, and you suffered as a result. So next time, um, and this is one of our steps, whatever you think you should be doing, do the opposite. That's right. So when they said, Sam, can you stay, stay, you'd say, no, I'm I'm sorry, but I, I, you know, I've got a phone call. I've got a, or or I've got a meeting at home. I got to get, I got to get home. Yeah. Yeah. It's like step back, look at it, figure out the emotion. My emotion was guilt or fear that they don't, they're not going to like me or fear that they're going to be mad at me. Then I, you know, identify the crazy thinking, go, this is really crazy talk. I mean, truly, truly crazy talk. I think, you know, the idea that we think we can, can control the outcome of an event or a party, you know, when I had my kid's birthday party and, you know, I was thinking about, you know, normally I would control everything and there were a lot of situations I couldn't control. And I think that's where also, you know, do your best and do the opposite. You know, I should have stayed or I should have gone and not stayed. Um, but also give yourself some slack. Like, you know, Absolutely. when you think of this conversation that we have, Linda, about the crazy thinking, I can't believe we listen to ourselves. No, we do. And we have to give ourselves, you know, as you said, we have to be gentle with ourselves because we've been doing this chances are all of our lives. So we're not going to stop. And and when we first start to change that behavior and do the opposite, it's not going to feel comfortable. But the more you do it, the more comfortable it's going to be, and then it's going to become our new way of behavior without even thinking about it. You're going to say, "What what works for me? You know, am I going to be okay with this? And the answer is yes, and then you just do it. So, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable for a while, but any change of behavior is always uncomfortable for a while because it's like a muscle, and the more, it's, it, at the beg- if you don't exercise, it's weak, but the more you exercise it, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger, and then after a while, you're just not going to think about it. You're just going to make the better decision right away. 
Right, right. Like those morning pages. I made a vow to myself that, you know, when this comes up again, I'm just going to do what I need to do and not be swayed by feelings that, like you said, false evidence appearing real. These were feel like evidential feelings appearing real. And, you know, they weren't real. They were based on, you know, my my feelings were based on wrong thinking. And but I had to untangle that. And that took some time, you know, that took a, you know, a sit down with a cup of coffee in the morning and and kind of a pick apart for a few minutes of what that situation was. But see, Linda, if, if I didn't do that morning page pick apart, if I didn't do that, you know, 10 minutes with a cup of tea going, okay, you know, what am I going to do next time? I would be doomed to repeat that behavior over and over and over. And that's yeah. how you get to hate your life. Yeah, and that's, a, and that's a pattern that you want to break because it doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't work for you. It's old behavior. It doesn't work for you now. The new sin is not – she doesn't have to punish herself. No, no. And I think examining that thinking, you know, that, you know, control – perceived control what is healthy control not not healthy control is different for everybody and it differs by situation it differs by you know responsibility level like you know where is it in there and that's why slowing down and stopping even for 10-15 minutes a day in the morning or at night whatever you want to do can give you that insight into your own behavior. Yes, and certain dis- I mean let let's we haven't talked about discipline. I think there's certain disciplines that we have in our lives that that are that work for us um and they don't make us feel uncomfortable, you know, whether it's eating right or going to the gym or you know just all of this that we're doing. It's th- all of this work that w- this internal work we're doing is is you know, you have to, you have to have discipline to do it because it's it's you know it's it's challenging, but the but the results are terrific. Just like the results are terrific when you go to the gym, and the results are terrific when you eat right, and the, and all of those and you know when you're nice to people, you you get so much more back. So it's it's discipline. It's not being controlling because they feel good. You know that you're doing something good for yourself rather when you're in control or when you're being controlling. I, I think you know that voice in your head is saying, this is, this is not what you should be doing. This, this is crazy. This doesn't feel good. And then if, if, if your body is going to let you know right away that it, it, it's agreeing, it, it doesn't feel good, it's not right, I shouldn't, you know, I've got to go down another road. It's, you know, it's, when you pull it apart, it's not all that difficult. We just have to say, yeah, this is something that's so important to me that it's going to change my life. So, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go through all of these things that are, are going to take me to the other side because it's so worth it. It is so worth it. You know, and that's why you know. I, again, I encourage people like you have to go to our uh, face uh, to our Facebook page, uh, Facebook uh, slash um, Powered Up Community. Tell us what you're what you're thinking. Do you, do you agree with us? If you don't agree with us, tell us something that you're doing that we may not have talked about. Because you know, we, I'm I go there every day, and I I really want to talk to you, community is important because this work is important. This is the most important work you have in your life, and it's so much more rewarding when you can do it with, with other people of like mind so that you can bounce things back and forth because not everybody is going to understand it. But the people in this community, like Sandra and I, do understand it, and we know the importance of it, and we want to be there to, to work with you, right? 
Well, yeah, and to support you and to help you understand because, you know, we're learning, you know, these type of things, you know, you you get better at it, but you can never really master it. You know, you just get to the point where you're constantly making improvements and but the improvements show really great results quickly. Yeah, you know, you're never done. I mean, as long as you're in a human body, you're never done. You're always going to be, you know, learning and working at something. So it's never done, but it's so rewarding when you when you when you do this work and then you see a positive result and how much better you feel. I mean, it's it's amazing. So, I mean, it it really is is the best thing you can do for yourself. It is, it is. And, you know, the one thing that I will notice about those, you know, like the little morning pages that I do is I find when something's coming up over and over again, or I listen for messages, like if people tell me, you know, oh, Sam, you're really negative, or oh, wow, you sound bitter, you know, and you, you kind of hear these things over and over, they're worth examining, because there's a lot of clues out there. Like you said, I'm going too fast most of the time to pick up on the clues, but the clues are there. And if you sit down for a minute and you think like, you know, gosh, I heard this or somebody said this, and this is the third or fourth time this month somebody said something similar, huh, maybe I should think about it. Maybe I should look into it. Maybe I should put it, write it down on a piece of paper and then just take a look at it. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have to, you know, determine what what works for you and your and your 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 heart and your body are going to give you clues. Uh yeah, it is or or no it isn't. And um you life can be so we always say um life is what is simple but it's not easy. But we have all of these resources that we we can use, and and that's what we're here for. And let's let's use everything that we can to to bring joy into our lives, because I think that that's what we want, and that's why we're here. Uh, let's not get in the way of that. Right, right. And things that get in the way are you know things that other people say, their false beliefs that we have, and a false belief is something that maybe was told to us as a kid or you know told to us by a mean brother or sister or a mean kid at school and you know and we take that on, we take that and make it part of us, and it's you know that falseness, like in the fear, you know false evidence appearing real, we have to determine yeah. each and every one of us what is our truth and let it go, just let you know, let go of all of that stuff that is that that's taking the joy out of our our life to letting it go. I mean, that's a very conscious decision. We want to let it go. When we let things go, we make room for new things, new good things that make us happy. That's it. Well, I'm going to let everybody go today. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. This is Powered Up Talk Radio, and that community that we're talking about is on Facebook. It's the Powered Up Community. You can find it in the search box under Powered Up Community on Facebook. And the uh, I'm going to just make a quick recommendation of Julia Cameron's books out there. She's got a bunch of them out there, and she deal, details about these morning pages for a wide variety of different things, recovery, addiction, uh, relationships. They're really helpful. I encourage you to look into them. We'll be back again next week. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and prom.